Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning. Welcome, welcome. How y'all doing? Thank you, Lord. Hey, Phyllis, good morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Phyllis. Thank you for Teresa. Thank you for Sandra. Thank you for Shonda. Thank you for Melissa. Thank you for Monique. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey, Nia. Thank you for Nia. Good morning, Andrea. Thank you for Andrea. Thank you. Good morning, Jeff. Thank you for Jeff. Good morning. Love by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Perfect in all of your you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are. Yeah. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Undeniable love. Thank you, Lord. Explainable. Yeah. I can hardly seek as you call me. First, still as you call me. Good morning, Miss Shannon. Good morning, good morning. Come. Love by you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. And I'm loved by you. That's who I am. That's who I am. I'm good, That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are, and I'm loved by you. That's who I am, yeah, that's who I am, yeah. Thank you, Lord. That is Chris Tomlin and Good Good Father, and it's funny because the title of that album is Never Lose Sight. So never lose sight of who Daddy God is. He is such a good, good father, like he is a good, good father, and it's not predicated on what he does for us. He's a good father no matter what. I've learned that God is good uh, in every season, like every season that I am, God is good. He is good. He is a good 
good, 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 good father, like a good father in season and out of season. And I am so grateful for who and what he is and how much he loves us and how faithful he is to us. And I'm anchored in that. And I've grown to become anchored in that. And I trust that. And I trust God to be that. I trust him to be such a good, good father. I trust him to love me even when I'm unlovable and I'm not perfect. And it's and I have, I threw a tantrum or I'm not acting according to his perfect plan. I trust him to be a good, good father. I even trust him to discipline me when it's necessary to bring correction and say, hey, little girl, you didn't do this right. Or I wanted you to handle this a little bit differently. So I, he's a good, good father. He's good. He's good in season. He's good out of season. That's why Paul was like, I've learned to be content. I've learned to be content with a lot and I've learned to be content with a little and my journey has just been such a journey and I'm just so grateful to who God is and that I have seen him be infinite. I have seen him be impartial. I have seen him be loving. I have seen him be kind. I have seen him be faithful. I have seen him be just. I have seen him be merciful. I have seen him be forgiving. I have seen him be God. I have seen him despite whatever I had going on, I have seen the faithfulness of God. Like I've seen the faithfulness of God and I just trust God to be that. He's immutable. He is unchanging. He is sovereign. He is omnipotent. He is omniscient. I know when I have a circumstance or a situation going on in my life that God knows about the circumstance of the situation. Now he might not be moving as fast as I want him to move, but he is truth and he reigns in truth and he reigns in justice. And even when I am learning to persevere and I'm learning to endure. He is still good. Like he is still, still good. Even when I don't have the answers, he is still, still good. I remember when my husband died um, and I still, I was upset with God for a little bit, but, but and I'm just going to be honest, that's a whole nother part of my testimony. I was, I was upset with God for a little bit, but I learned um, just how good that daddy God was. I learned how merciful he was. I learned how consistent he was, even when I was angry with him. He was like, little girl, come talk to me. Tell me about this anger that's inside you. And we would begin to have a loving conversation from father to daughter. And I just poured out my heart. My relationship with God is so, so real. And my hope is that as you're attached to this devotional, that your relationship with God will be so, so real and that you will not be ashamed of him. Like that you will not be ashamed of your relationship, that no career, no other, I feel that no other relationship you have would keep you bound or confined from walking into the fullness of who and what God says you are. Sometimes we can be so ashamed of God and not even know it. We don't want to bask in our relationship with him. We don't want others to know how good we won't share the word of God. Like, oh, I'm not going to put that on my timeline because I don't want somebody to be ashamed or I won't share the word of God because I don't, I don't want people to know what I think or I, I, I think that this is real. It's just so many things we struggle with and we don't even realize we are ashamed in our worship relationship with God. See, when you're ashamed in your relationship with God, when you're ashamed of the gospel, you'll hide. 
you'll hide it. And we use excuses and say things like, oh, well, my, it's my personal relationship. It is a personal re- relationship. But Romans tells us we should not be ashamed of the gospel. We should not be ashamed of the gospel. There should be very clear defining lines of where you stand in your relationship with Jesus Christ, like clear defined lines, who you are and who you belong to. And I don't care what career, I don't care what the circumstance, I don't care what the situation is. We should net, we should not be ashamed of our relationship with God. And it's funny because I don't know who this is for, but I know you need this today. It's funny because I was there. I was saved. I was I was going to church. I would talk a little bit about God, but I really wasn't allowing anybody to know where I stood with God because I didn't want to offend people or because I thought people wouldn't get it or I, I, I no, it's not my relationship with God is not a private relationship. It's a private between me and him, but it's very obvious of who I serve and it's not extreme. It's saying, God, I'm taking my stand, right? I'm taking my stand. I'm not going to deny you before men. I'm not, I'm not getting ready to go be somebody who I'm all over the place. I'm preaching one thing in public and I'm acting something different in private, but it's very clear that I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's very clear that I'm not ashamed of Jesus, right? It's very clear of who, who's I am and who I serve. And we got to be mindful and watchful when we have to hide our relationships or hide things that we're attached to or ashamed or afraid for people to know we have certain things we watch or we do, or I'm on the devotional in the morning or whatever it is we got to be mindful of that because the enemy likes to keep you in this shameful place in which you're hiding your relationship with God and he's looking for those gaps because that means you're not secure in your relationship with God you're not why I don't want no for I'm not ashamed of the gospel for I'm not ashamed of the gospel I'm not ashamed I'm not ashamed of the gospel I'm not somebody, somebody's gonna think I'm a religious zealot. I don't care what anybody thinks. And when you get to a place, you'll start thinking like that. Like, I'm not gonna be afraid of what anybody thinks. They're gonna know that I love God and that I serve God and that I belong to God and that Jesus died on the cross for me. And I'm gonna stand steadfast in that, right? I'm gonna stand steadfast in the truth. And I was also, I was also ashamed. Um, I was also like ashamed because I had some things going on in my life that didn't necessarily line up with the word of God. And so it was shame. I didn't want to display my relationship with him because I was afraid that the enemy was going to call me out. I was. I was afraid that something was going to come up, that something was going to come up of some things that I had going on in secret. And so when God began to deal with my heart about that, it just began, I began to become more transferred in his word. And what I realized was that I was so, I was more ashamed of the sin that was still evidence in my life. That that'll preach within itself. I was more ashamed of the sin. And so when you're ashamed of the sin, that's evidence in your life, you'll hide, you'll hide 
you'll hide behind a rock. You know, when Adam and Eve sinned and God was walking through the garden, he's like, where y'all at? Right? That's Lakeisha's version. Where are y'all at? And they were like, we're hiding. And he was like, hiding. See, sin will make you be shameful and hide when we really should be running towards God. Enemy tells you to cloak yourself, hide behind things, hide in certain places because you don't want sin to call you out. But we serve a good God and we serve a merciful father. And you got to know, you got to know that. And you got to not be ashamed of the gospel. You got to take your stance today and say, you know what? If God is for me, who can be against me, right? I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And I'm going to let you know, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And sometimes our careers impact that. Like we may have a certain career and we think because we have this certain career that we don't need to, well, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I've got, if somebody fires you because of your love for God, that ain't the job you needed. Like that ain't the job you needed. If somebody fired you because of your love for God, that ain't the job you needed. You got to trust God to be your provider. So just chew on that this morning. Ask the Lord, have I been ashamed of you? Am I afraid? And I'm not talking about without merit, right? Am I not like, am I, have I been ashamed of you? And if I've been ashamed of you, Lord God, I don't want to be ashamed of you because you've been too good to me. You've been too, too good to me. You've been too good to me for me to be ashamed of you. I'm not going to compromise myself to make people comfortable, right? I used to think that um, in certain midst of certain people that I needed to play myself down so that they could be comfortable. And God began to tell me, no, it's the light, right? Remember we dealt with that in Ephesians? It's the light that draws, Lakeisha. It's not you minimizing or dimming your light in darkness so you won't shine. It's the light that's going to draw people. It's your love for Jesus Christ. It's you standing steadfast and strong in who you are and you not compromising yourself when you're around the dark. No, you shine brightly. You be you. You you be loving. You be kind, but you be you in the same instance and watch that light draw others to Christ, right? And that's big. Like those were big lessons that I learned in my maturity, right? And maturing in my relationship with Christ. Those were the lessons that I had to grow into to understand because for so long I had seen people operate in duality, like they would be at church, right? And they would be doing all these other different things. And then behind the scenes, they would be different people. And I'm going to be honest, that's what I thought a relationship with Christ looked like. I thought it was not abnormal for us to have two different lives. I thought that was not abnormal for us to have two different lives. And then I found out that that was not how God wanted us. He didn't want us lukewarm, right? As a matter of fact, he dealt with the church of Laodicea and said, I'm going to spit you out my mouth for being on the fence. I'm going to take my hand off you. I'm going to take blessings off you for being on the fence because you're lukewarm. I'm going to deal with you. Isn't that good? Isn't that some good stuff to chew on? Like, isn't that some good stuff to chew on? Those are the kind of things that make you evaluate and look at your relationship with God and assess where you really, 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 really are with God, which we should be doing frequently because we don't want to get stale. We don't want to get into a rhythm. We don't want to get so comfortable. We don't want to get 
familiar with God. We don't want to get in a position and a place where we're not constantly growing in our relationship with God. And we got to be mindful. We got to be mindful because it's so easy to get stale in our relationship with God. Like it's so, it's so easy. It's so easy for us to be in such this rhythm with God that we're missing the very essence of who God is. So with that being said, I want to celebrate you this morning. And this is what I want to celebrate without a doubt. Do you realize, for those of you especially that have been here for the long haul, do you realize that you've been giving God every morning an hour of your day? Can you just give yourself, give yourself a hand clap? Like just celebrate. I believe in celebrate. Like it was time where you couldn't even give God five minutes, 10 minutes. But every time you log on to this devotional, you've been giving God a full hour of your time every day. That's growth, baby. That's growth. So this morning, I want to celebrate you. Like, I want to celebrate you. I am so proud of you. I'm godly proud of you. I am so godly proud of you for getting up in the morning and committing your time to God and saying, you know what, God? I am I'm going to be here. I am going to commit myself to this. I'm bringing my notepad. I'm bringing my pen. I'm going to listen. I'm going to praise. I'm going to worship. It has been out your character. It has been out your norm. And so I needed to pause and just celebrate you and go, you couldn't even give him five, 10 minutes. And then here it is. You're giving him a full hour. And even if you're wrong, here wrong, <laughs> like even if you here just to be social, it don't matter. You're going to be caught up because sometimes we come to things for the wrong reasons, right? We'll come just because we need community or connection to people. Like sometimes we go to church. We won't go to church because we want to listen to the word. We'll go to church just to go to church, right? But you are here and you committed to be here. And even if you started out wrong or even if you started for the wrong reasons, guess what? You are here. It don't matter. You done got caught up now. You here for a full hour. Like you here. Even if you were like, I'm just going to see what she's talking about, right? You are here for a full hour. You done got caught up. God is growing you. Do you know this is how you develop a relationship with God? Do you know how powerful it is that you committed an hour to God? Come on now. You got to, my God, you got to look back and say, oh my gosh, I'm growing. Oh my gosh, I'm growing. I'm growing. I have grown in my relationship with God. I couldn't even give you five minutes, God. Now you get a full hour of my attention, right? And so we're here and we're growing up and we're growing in the things of God. And we bring, we got notebooks full of it, right? <laughs> we, we, we got notebooks. We got Bibles. We buying new Bibles, right? So this is, this is your faithfulness towards God. And that is so big. And God loves that. And, and I promise you, when you are intentional with God, he will be intentional with you. So the fact that you've been intentional with God, I'm, can I, and so can I tell you what you won't let condemnation, condemnation will start saying, well, you ain't come. You just wanted to see what she was doing. Or, yeah, I remember just silly. Mm -mm. Don't let condemnation speak to you. You are here and you are faithful. You are growing in a relationship with God. God, this is the beginnings of a very beautiful relationship and you'll become so consumed with him you'll become so consumed you're gonna be caught up you're gonna be caught up even more than you know so I just wanted to celebrate you this morning like I wanted to celebrate the fact of your commitment to your relationship with God the fact of your commitment um to growth for yourself that you say, you know what? I want to grow spiritually. I don't want to lay dormant anymore. I want to grow in the things of God. And so I'm going to honor you, God, with this first hour in my life. My God, 
If I could run and shout, I would. If I could run and shout, I would. If I could run and shout, boom, boom, boom. And so you got to celebrate this moment because the enemy will start making you think you're not doing enough when you've already been giving God this hour every day. That's a lot. That's big. That's huge. That's massive. You've given God this hour every day. So I'm just celebrating God for you. I'm just grateful to God for you. I was so excited this morning. I was like, God, they are growing up. They are growing in you. They are growing in grace. They are growing in their purpose. They are beginning to understand you more, right? So thank you, Lord God, for your commitment, right? That is your commitment. I'm thanking God for your commitment to him because I know your commitment to him is going to man create so many good things for you your personality is going to change so don't be so hard on yourself right don't be so hard small bites still equal a meal don't be so condemning on yourself don't be picking yourself apart celebrate this moment you know what i have been committed for those of you that have been here for like a year or two years those of you that have been here since the beginning wow do you know how powerful that is god is peeling back the layers in your life my life has changed since i've been on this journal like this journey with y'all like my life has changed and every time i come before god something different happens in my life so you got to celebrate the things that you think are not significant it's significant that you dedicate this hour to god that you dedicate the first hour of your day to god that you make a decision you know what, God, I'm going to commit more of my life to you. And you'll begin to hunger and thirst for more and more righteousness. Why? Because seeds are being planted in you and the enemy are not going to, is not going to get to pluck them up, right? And so even if you know somebody that was on this devotional and they are not been back on it, they may be a person who introduced you to the devotional. Will you begin to pray for their return? Will you begin to pray for their relationship with God? Will you begin to ask the Lord to bring them, will you begin to ask the Lord to bring and join more people to our family? Will you begin to invite more people in? Because God is doing something so significant and so special for us. He is like he is. I'm watching him. I'm watching his as we become faithful to him, him become more faithful. I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I'm so excited. Like I was so excited. I was like, God, we're growing. <laughs> like we're growing, we're growing, we're growing, we're growing we're growing Lord you're growing us you're ministering to us so I just want you to be encouraged by that and if you haven't been so faithful can I tell you this if you haven't been as faithful it's okay it's okay God we're here for you and God loves you and he's looking for you he'll leave the 99 for the one he'll leave the 99 for the one so if you haven't been that faithful to God it's okay all you got to do is be like Lord please forgive me for not being as faithful to you as I should should be faithful to you, right? And then ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. Give me a zeal for the things of God. Give me a passion for the things of God. Shake me up. Loose me from anything that I'm connected to that's keeping me from walking into a deeper relationship with God. God, help me to understand you. Help me to understand who you are. 
Help me to understand how much you love for me. Help me to understand your justice and help me to understand how much you care for me. Give me eyes to see. Open the eyes of my understanding to the hope and call of who we call to be. And let's call all our brothers and sisters home. Let's call everybody to our time together. Let's call everybody to our community believers. Let's call everybody back to the kingdom. Let's make a decision today. You know what? We're going to stand in the gap and we're just going to begin to love and pray. We're not going to be condemning. We're not going to say, you need to. No, we're going to begin to intercede and say, Lord, you know what? All our brothers and sisters come into the kingdom. All our brothers and sisters get united to the church. All our brothers and sisters come and spend more time with you, Lord God. I thank you that they hunger and thirst after you and that they are faithful to you, Lord God. We thank you for that and that they are living kingdom, your very best life for them. Can we do that today? Can we just pause for a second and call in our brothers and sisters from the north, south, east, and west? Can we do that today? Father God, we just thank you for all our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, whether we call them cousins mother, father, whoever they are, we thank you, Lord God, right now that every prodigal son and daughter is coming home, Lord God. We thank you all our friends and family members and our loved ones, even the ones that used to be on the devotional and not here, that they are hungry and hungering and thirsting after righteousness, Lord God, that you are shaking something up in them, Lord God, and they are returning to a very pure place in you. I thank you, Lord God, that you are opening the eyes of their understanding to the hope of who you call them to be in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that you are pulling them away from their idols, everything that has exalted themselves against you, Lord God, and that they are coming into the deeper relationship with you, Lord God, and that you are giving them a heart of flesh and removing their stony heart. I thank you, Lord God, that you said you will pour your spirit out upon all flesh and sons and daughters will begin to prophesy. I thank you. You're pouring your spirit. Wet them up, daddy God. Wet them up, wet them up, wet them up, wet them up, Lord God. I thank you. You are reigning on the just and unjust. I thank you. Miracle signs and wonders are happening around them, Lord God, so that they can believe, Lord God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are speaking. You are advocator. You are speaking into their ear. You are nudging them. You are pushing them, Lord God. I thank you for salvations occurring like never before. I thank you, the prodigal sons and daughters. I thank you they are running to the church, running to this ministry, Lord God, running to a more committed relationship, Lord God. Let them be thirsty for you, Lord God. Let them not fall into the thirst trap, Lord God, but that they be thirsty for you, that they hunger and thirst for your righteousness like never before. And I thank you, Father God, for justice. And I thank you for Jesus. And I thank you for mercy. And I thank you for grace, Lord God. I thank you that every one of our family members, you told us that yesterday in your word, that not one would be left behind. So we thank you, Lord God, that every last one of our family members will be saved. My God, I thank you for your glory. I thank you for your glory. I thank you, Father God. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you for change. We thank you for peace. We thank you for justice, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that they are returning to the kingdom. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you. We'll see an outburst, Lord God. We'll see an overflow, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. And even this devotional will be a sign in the growth and the explosiveness, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. People will are, are falling into a deeper relationship with you, that they are sound of mind, that they will not be double-minded. They will not be unstable. They will not be lukewarm. They will not still serve mammoth, Lord God, and try to serve God, Lord God, that they will thirst for righteousness. They will 
seek first the kingdom. I bind every principality and every snake-like spirit, my God, that has been wrapped around their lives. We sever the heads. We cut your head off right now. Say you have no more authority, condemnation, shame. You will not take resident in their life. Doubt, worry, fear. You will not take resident in their life. We command you to loose the captive in the name of Jesus and set him free, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, for victory in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. You are our strong tower. You are our reasonable portion. We thank you for divine setups, Father God, and revelation, Lord God. We thank you like Paul on the on the road to Damascus, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for encounters like Jonah in the belly of the well, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are bringing them out of darkness. We thank you for putting laborers in the field, Lord God. We thank you for the salvation of their souls. Lord God, we will pray. We will stand in the gap. We will believe for your people. We will believe for our neighbors, Lord God. Not one shall be lost. Not one in the prison, Lord God. Not one in the hospital, Lord God. Not one that is homeless, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We love you, we bless you, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify you, Lord God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We bless you, praise you, magnify you, and glorify you. We thank you for multitudes of salvation in Jesus' name. My God, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I thank you, 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 Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you that they honor you, Lord God, that they are drawn into a deep and a loving relationship that they understand your grace and your mercy and how much you love them. And that we that are already in the kingdom are open that we will not use loose words, that we will not say things that we've heard before, Lord God. We will be sensitive to your people. We will be loving. We will be kind. We will be pure in thought, Lord God. We will not be haughty, Lord God. We will stand in the gap for those that are not saved or those that are backslidden or those that just need to draw into more of a closer relationship with you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are returning them now, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We thank you. We are sensitive to them, Lord God. We thank you. We will not be haughty in spirit, Lord God. We will be humble in truth, remembering that you are the same God that delivered us. And we thank you, Father God, that justice is being served today. Our prayers are being heard. Our children are coming home, Lord God. Those that are lost are being reunited to you, Lord God. We will see it. We will see it on this devotional as a sign, Lord God. We will see the power and the hand of God like never before. Show yourself strong in our lives, Daddy God. Show yourself strong in our lives. We thank you for your faithfulness and we thank you for your grace and we thank you for your mercy and we thank you for the Lord. Father God, I thank you that we open up the doors of the church and we receive our lost, our loved ones, those that are just drawing into a closer relationship with you. So I'm going to go ahead and just offer this opportunity. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ and Lord and your, your Savior, you need him. I'm, I'm your evidence that you need him. I'm your evidence. I was broken and I was a hot mess. And my sin was rule, 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 running my life, right? My, my sin was running my life. My sin, my sin was in control of my life. And the only way that I was able to break this sin was because of Jesus. Like there was nothing else that was keeping me from sin, but me growing in a relationship, me making him Lord and saving your life. See, I thought it was about doing. I thought it was about the times I go to church. I thought it was, and it wasn't. It was about a relationship with Jesus. It was understanding that when he died on the cross, that my sin was over, that it was defeated and that I didn't have to submit to my sin anymore. And I didn't have to live 
life like I was living anymore. I didn't have to be destitute and broken and, and I almost used the word and all of these other things that I was exhibiting in my life. I did not have to be like that anymore. Like I didn't have to be like that anymore. And the way that I, 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 I was able to, to feel the compassion and love of our father was because I accepted Jesus. So I acknowledge this is, this is what I, Lord, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge you to be Lord and savior. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I'm acknowledge that I need you in my life. And I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I'm confessing you to become Lord and my savior in my life. And Holy Spirit, I need you. Like I need you. I need you because I'm going to keep messing this up. It's, it's that simple. Like it's that simple. And if you feel like you've fallen off, it's that simple. Acknowledge him as Lord and Savior. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about acknowledge. Acknowledge the fact that you're a sinner. Believe that he died. You need a Savior. You need him to be Lord and Savior. You don't just need to be a Savior. You need him to be Lord and Savior in your life. And if you begin to acknowledge that and you'll ask him, you believe he died on the cross, even if you can't understand it all, if you let the Holy Spirit minister to your heart, he'll tell you this is so real. This is so real. He'll tell you hell is so real and he'll tell you how much you need Jesus. If you just get quiet, you'll begin to have an experience with God not like never before. So right now I'm just opening that opportunity. And if you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, please email me. Please inbox me. I would love to be able to disciple you. I would love to be able to connect you to a local church. I would love to continue to minister to you so that you can walk into the fullness of who God called you to be, right? So who God called you to be in Christ Jesus? Let me do one more thing. Let's take authority over healing this morning, right? Well, let's take authority over all manner of sickness and disease. You can call it out. It can be COVID-19. It can be, um, I don't care what it is. It can be COVID-19. It could be cancer. It could be breast cancer. It could be cancer of the liver. It could be brain tumors. I don't care what it is. Let's stand in the gap for healing right now in the name of Jesus. I'm going to make this confession. I got some people's name I need to call out. And we're going to stand in grace in the fact that God heals and that God is real. And that he was bruised for our iniquities, chastised for our peace. And by his stripes, we're going to walk in health, spirit, soul, and body. So Father God, I thank you that my Redeemer lives. I thank you. You are our healer. I thank you. You are our reasonable portion. We stand in the gap for those that are sick. We stand in the gap for Baptist Hospital and UAMS and St. Vincent's and Arkansas Children's Hospital, Lord God. And whatever our local hospital is, we stand in the gap for those in their home that are battling with sickness and disease, Father God. We know that it is God's will. I thank you for Wendy's health and I thank you for Mark's health, Lord God. And I thank you for Andrea's health, Lord God. And I thank you for Errol's health, Lord God. And I thank you, Father God, for Raza's health, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, that we are healthy, healed, and may hope. I thank you for Tamika's health, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for Teresa's health, Lord God. Father God, we just thank you in the name of Jesus. We know it is God's will for us to live in divine health. God's word brings life to our body and health to our flesh. Therefore, we abide in it. We know that sickness and disease does not come from God. And it's not a part of his plan for his life. The devil is the one who steals, 
kills and destroys. God's plan for us is abundant life. He is good and we praise his name. Jesus healed out of a heart of compassion. And when he died for us, he redeemed us from the curse of sickness and disease. He conquered the devil in his own domain and took back all the authority. Father God, I thank you for healing Paula's hands right now in the name of Jesus. You are the God that restores. So I thank you, Father God, that every fiber tissue and cell in her hands right now in Jesus' name, that she is healed by faith, Father. No carpal tunnel, Father God, no vein, no veins, no, no, I don't care what it is, that she will have dexterity, Lord God, and that you are healing Paula's hands, and she receives that by faith. I thank you. You are a just and a fair God, that you conquered the devil in his own domain and took back all authority and has given it back to those who believe. I exercise the authority when I speak the name of Jesus by faith. I thank you in the name of Jesus. I break, bind, loose, lacerate the spirit of cancer, every form of cancer must go and bow to the name of Jesus. And today I declare you are healthy, healed, and whole. Come out of the hospitals. My God, come out of radiation, come out of chemotherapy. We thank you that the power, the working, the wonder working power of God, breast cancer must go in the name, kidney cancer, cancer of the livers, brain tumors, lesions on the brain, Lord God. We command you back to the pits of hell from which you came. You do not belong here. You do not belong in the earth. You do not belong in the righteousness, in the righteous, Lord God. We thank you. You are healthy and whole, Lord God. You, Lord God, you said if we believe when we pray, Lord God. So we believe miracle signs and wonders are coming in our life and cancer is being wiped out. Colon cancer in the name of Jesus is gone. We rebuke you, devil. You have no authority over our life. Cancer and cells, cancer cells in the uterus, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. We take authority over endometriosis today. We command every fiber, every tissue and every cell in every woman's body to align with the word of God. We thank you, Lord 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 God. We thank you, you are healer. We thank you, you are redeemer. We thank you, you are redeeming any time that was lost with cancer, Lord God. We thank you for recompensing all the evil, Lord God. And we thank you that justice is being served. We petition you today, oh daddy. We petition you today, oh daddy, that you have heard our request and you will answer. And there will be miracle signs and wonders. Father God, testimonies of how God delivered and set them free from any any cancer in the mouth any cancer in the eyes we thank you lupus leukemia must go in the name of jesus we thank you lord god 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 in the bone marrow lord god we thank you for healthy bone marrow we thank you father god for healthy blood cells lord god we thank you father god that the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord is freedom and we are free from cancer, Lord God. And the healthy red blood cells and the white blood cells are doing what you call them to perform, Lord God. And I thank you the disease is being intact and broken up loose and lacerated right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your healing power. We thank you for your healing power. We thank you for your healing power and that justice is being served, my God, in the name of Jesus. That justice is being served served. 
Right now, in the name of Jesus, my God, I thank you. You are healer. 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 We thank you, Father God. We thank you. Fibroids got to go. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. They got to go too. Nothing should be in your body that wasn't in Jesus' body. If it was not in Jesus' body, it don't get to be in your body. My God, you are sovereign, just, and faithful, and fair, God. Now, when you lay your hands on your lungs, Father God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for, and we stand in the gap for anyone suffering, Father God, with asthma, Lord God, with um, anything that is obstructing their lungs, Lord God, for those that are in the hospital battling COVID-19, any scar tissue on our lungs, Lord God, pulmonary hypertension, whatever it is, Lord God, that is coming against our lungs, coming against our family lungs, our love, I cancel the root and cast out the devil, the demonic entity, the oppressive spirit that has been trying to smother us out. That's exactly what it is. That's been trying to restrict our breathing. We cancel that assignment right now in Jesus' name, Lord God. I thank you. You are opening up our bronchi. You are opening up our pathways. You are opening up our airways, Father God. I cast out costochondritis right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We thank you that our bronchi are healthy and made whole. This mucus must be gone now in Jesus' name. We thank you. You are healer, Lord God. We sabotage the plan of the enemy to smother us out and we cast it back to the pits of hell from which it came. You will not have victory in our life. We will breathe and breathe free, freely, Lord God. I take authority over Josiah lungs. And I thank you. Asthma will not be his story, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. We will be able to breathe. We thank you for opening our nasal passages, passages, Lord God. We thank you for doing away with sinuses and allergies, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God. Health is our reasonable portion. And we believe you, Daddy God. We believe you, Daddy God. And we receive healthy lungs by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you, we thank you, thank you. If you've been having issues with your stomach, take take it for your stomach. Don't sit around and say, I just got acid reflux in the name of Jesus. God healed me of an ulcer that I had problems with for 20 years. Take authority over your stomach. Lay your hand on your stomach. Declare and command your stomach to be healed in the name of Jesus. That is not normal. Command every fiber, every tissue. Command your digestive tract to get in the line. Cast down acid reflux. Command it to go. Come out of assignment and agreement with it. Say, I no longer agree with this being in my life. I release it. I let it go. I no longer agree with acid reflux being in my life. No longer can you be here in the name of Jesus. Command your bowels to be in alignment with the name of Jesus. Command your feet to be in alignment with the tail eczema. It has to go and cannot return to your body in the name of Jesus. Declare and decree today by Jesus stripes. I am healed. Why? Because I've come in contact with the healer. Father God, we thank you that healing is is our reasonable portion in the name of Jesus. In the name, declare it. Declare it. You ain't got to ask him. You just got to declare it. You got to stand in faith for it. In the name of Jesus, I declare. I speak healing over my body in the name of Jesus. Whoever that is that's been dealing, y'all been dealing with them stomach issues too long. Acid reflux, ulcers in the stomach can't eat nothing. No, I declare and decree today that by Jesus stripes, you are healed and made 
whole right now in the name of Jesus. Health and healing is your reasonable portion. And right now your stomach is being coated. You're going to be able to eat well. You're not going to have a hard time digesting your food. All that stress, worry, anxiety, and fear in the name of Jesus, it must go. My God, I thank you. I thank you. You are a healer. I thank you. You are a healer. If it's your feet been causing you problems, lay your hand on your feet right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God. Plantar fasciitis, whatever it is been going on in your feet, poor arches, whatever it is, it does not matter. Declare and decree in the name of Jesus that my feet are made whole in the name of Jesus. If you've been having problems with your mouth, lay your hands on your mouth. In the name of Jesus, I declare that my teeth are whole, that healing is my reasonable portion. If I, Whatever it is, I don't care. Declare, if it's gingivitis, declare that I am healthy and whole in the name of Jesus and receive it. If your poor eyesight command in the name of Jesus, I receive health and healing and that my vision is 2020. Cast out macular de degeneration. Do not allow the enemy to tell you that this is your life. It is not your life in the name of Jesus. My God, I thank you for your healing power. I thank you for your healing power. I thank you for your healing power and that justice is being served in Jesus. We are the healed. You got to declare that every day. It does not matter what I'm seeing. I am the healed. Fear got to go. Anxiety got to go and peace got to come because I'm trusting you, God, to be who you said you were. And I stand in faith for that in Jesus name. Amen. I stand in faith for that in Jesus name. Amen. I love you, God. I bless you. I pray you. I thank you. You are healer. I thank you. You are healer. I thank you. You are healing us. And we stand and we take it by faith. My God, every sickness and disease must bow to the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God. Health is our reasonable portion. And we receive that by faith today in Jesus name. Hair loss. Come on now. Hair loss. Come on now. Candace, you are a beautician, right? You are a beautician. Stand in faith with that. You lay hands on them every time you get in a situation in which you're dealing with a client and hair loss is their issue, you pray over their scalps. You anoint their scalps with oil and you declare that every fiber, every tissue, and every cell, everything that's in their scalp return. You receive that by faith. Healing is your reasonable portion. Healing is your... My husband died and went to be with the Lord, but I know for a fact he received his healing. And I know when he left, it was just because he was tired, right? The devil did not have authority over his body. And I stand in faith in that. I stand in faith. Like I stand in faith. I'm not moved. Nobody can convince me that God doesn't heal. I've experienced him too much in my life. I've felt him too much. I've received him. Yeah, Phyllis, declare he restore your eyesight. Declare he restore your body. Declare that he, he can, God is a God of miracles. He can grow new teeth. He can grow your hair. He can do the possible. I had a friend that had alopecia. All her hair had fallen out. She stood in faith. She has the most beautiful head of hair I've ever seen. They told her she would not have hair. She has hair everywhere now. I've seen my Josiah had every allergy in the book. He has not taken allergy medicine since 2015 because he stood in faith. Do symptoms come? Absolutely. But as soon as a symptom turns up, he cast it back to the pits of hell. He's like, nope, I'm not giving over to this symptom. I'm not giving over to this symptom. Why? Because I am the heel. And sometimes we get so moved by symptoms 
right? We see symptoms, symptoms move us that we get off our faith and stop believing and trusting God. And you got to be like ferocious about your healing. You got to stand in the gap for your healing. You got to make a decision. No, this is what God said about me. This is the justice of God for me being righteous. This is the penalty that Jesus paid for me. And if this is the penalty Jesus said, talk to your adenoids, talk to your nasal passages, command them to be open and healed in the name of Jesus. Talk to your hair, tell your hair to grow in the name of Jesus. Speak to every, talk to the weight in your body. Say, I will only weigh what God wants me to weigh. Overeating will not be my story. And I'm not going to have to have surgery. Make that declaration today and stand in it by faith. My God, what else do you have to lose? What else do you have to lose? What else do you have to lose? You serve an immutable God, an everlasting, amazing, and overwhelming God. And I just thank him, Father God, that he is our truth, that he is our reasonable portion, that he is our healer. I eat. Take communion today. As a stance today, take communion. Isaiah 53, back it up, 3, 4, and 5. Read it. Realize what Jesus did for you and stand in faith. No, he was already bruised for my iniquities. He was already chastised for my peace. He took healing on for me. So healing is going to be my reasonable portion. Speak. I don't care what the doctors say. Stand in faith. My God, that God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Declare that today. Put the word in place, right? Put the word in place for that. I back it up to the third voice. I like the third. Go back to the third. You got to know what God suffered for you so that you do not have to suffer. Some of us have been suffering in vain and it's not even necessary. My God, I thank you for your word. My God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word. I got eight minutes left. I want to give you something just to chew on about the justice of God. I got eight minutes left. I need to give you just a little bit to chew on about the justice of God. I need you to understand we're chewing on this. We're talking about God's justice. If you're new to the devotional, right? Welcome. I'm Lakeisha Johnson, aka LMJ. Good morning. Good morning. I'm, I'm excited about the things of God. So I want to give you just a few things to chew on about the justice of God that you got to understand God's justice, right? Remember, we're justified. We're, we're studying Romans 5. We're justified. Can you say that? I'm justified. I do, I'm justified. I'm justified. And because I'm justified, it means I'm right with God. I'm just as I should be. I'm not what someone else said about me. I'm not what someone else said. I'm not what I've spoken over myself. I'm not downtrodden. I can, I can walk in victory. Like you got to rest in that, like the justice of God, justice. I'm just as I should be. I'm just as I'm not broken. I'm not dysfunctional. And I, God sees me very different. So remember we're, we're chewing on Romans one, five, five. We read the first and yes, Shonda, come on now. Don't just, I'm justified. I'm just as I should be. I'm right with God, I'm right with God. The enemy keeps trying to make you wrong, but you're right. So I'm just, justice is one of God's attribute and it flows out of his holiness. So Lord, we thank you for your holiness, right? And justice and righteousness is intertwined. So I have three things that I want to give you about the justice of God that I want you to chew on today. Please make sure you're writing these down. You need to know, here's the very first thing. God's justice is absolute. His justice is absolute. 
And, and what it means that God's justice is absolute, it's free from imperfection, it's uncompromisable. Man's justice may be compromisable. Man may only show justice when he feels like it. God is justified. And that means God will live and perform his word according to what he said. Because guess what? He's a God and he cannot lie. He's a God and he cannot lie. He cannot lie. He cannot tell you if you make Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your life, right? That he will not, like he cannot lie, right? Like if you come to me, come all who are thirsty, right? Come all who are heavy laden and burdened, come to me and drink and I'll give you rest. If God tells you he's going to give you rest, guess what God is going to do? God is going to give you rest. So he's an absolute God, meaning he's there's no imperfection in God. There's no lying to God. God can't, won't tell you you're redeemed, set free in the righteousness of God and then go back and lie and say, oh, I changed my mind. Oh, I was just kidding. That's not God. You're, you're not God. So when you're in God's hands, my God, if you're going to sing, he got the whole world in his hands. When you're in God's hands, you're living according to the justice of God, right? The second thing you need to know is God's justice is always fair. God's justice is always fair. It is. Whether we like the justice or not, God's justice is always fair. It's fair. It's fair. I want to read Matthew 5 and 45. It says, it's, I'm going to go to 44. It says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be the sons of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous, right? His justice is always fair. It is. The third point that I want to give you in that is because his justice is fair, he determines who he gives mercy to and who he doesn't. He, We don't determine his mercy. We don't determine his grace. He determines who he gives mercy to and who he doesn't, which is why we got to understand his justice, which we, which is why we got to understand he's just, he's fair, right? He's absolute. And he determines who he gives mercy to and who he doesn't give mercy to. We are not supposed to we don't determine that. We don't determine our mercy. God, you know God done showed you some mercy when you didn't deserve it. You know God done showed you some mercy. Mercy is not giving you the punishment that we deserve for our sins, right? The, the mercy is not giving you the punishment that you deserve for our sins. So in seeing and experiencing the justice of God, you don't determine his mercy. God does. God does, God does, God does, God does, God does, which is why we don't gloat. We don't gloat when someone is getting the justice of God. Proverbs 24 and 17 says, do not gloat when your enemy falls and do not let your heart rejoice when he stumbles or the Lord will see and disapprove and turn his wrath away from him and his wrath towards you. So know those things. Absolute fair and mercy is determined by God. Chew on that today. Chew, chew on that today. Absolute fair. Those are God. That's his justice. His absolute. The just, he's a just God. Justice comes because of holy. You need to know God is always going to judge. 
and we're going to learn more about that. God is always going to judge. That's not, that's not, um, that's, that's not, that, that doesn't change. God is always going to judge. He's always, he's always going to judge. He's either going to judge in your favor or he's going to judge according to the circumstance and the situation. He's always fair and he's full of mercy. And we don't determine where that mercy comes from, right? We don't determine where that mercy comes from. We, we stand still in that. I love y'all. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? We serve a good, good father. We serve a good, good father if this is your first time being on the devotional we thank you we love you we are so glad you are here god is so good to us god is so faithful let me pray for you father god i thank you for your people this morning i thank you for your justice i thank you for you are healer i thank you father god for you are peace you are love you are grace you are mercy lord god and this morning god we honor you father god and we don't honor you just with our time we honor you father god with our money and our hearts and our love and our spirit. We're turning it all over you to you, God. Day. And we're asking, Lord God, that you judge it accordingly. I thank you for the grace. I thank you for the peace. I thank you for the shalom of God. I thank you for the love of God. I thank you for the joy of God. I thank you for the strength of God. I thank you for the mercy, Lord God. I thank you. 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 I bless you. I praise you, Lord God. Now, I thank you for your people. Cover them in the blood today, Lord God. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. No demon, no devil in hell shall come near their dwelling. I cancel every assignment of the enemy off their life. I bind every serpentine spirit, every demonic principality. I bind you back to the pits of hell from which it came. We thank you, Father God, for joy. We thank you for justice. We thank you for peace, Lord God. We thank you for protection and we thank you for provision. We thank you, Lord God, that you are our all in all in Jesus' name. Amen. I love y'all. 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 But more than anything, God loves you. He does. Do me a favor. Go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and go get connected. Go get connected. Go get connected. Go to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go get the de- go subscribe to the daily devotional. Then consider becoming a partner of this ministry, right? We preach the gospel throughout the world. We are serving our community. If you want to know more, you can go to the website. You can see where we are ministry in action. You can learn about our community partnerships, who we partner with, but consider becoming a partner of this ministry. You know what, Lakeisha, today is the day. I'm going to become a partner with this ministry. I'm going to pledge that I'm going to sow this amount into this ministry so that you can continue to do absolutely everything that God has called you to do. So you and your ministry team can continue to serve. Will you consider that today? I love you so much. But more than anything, God loves you. I promise he does. He is. I, he, lo- he loves you. He sent you a deliverer. He loves you. You are delivered, set free, and made whole. I'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Invite someone in invite someone in. May the love of God, the blessing of God, the peace of God, the joy of God be in you and all around you. My God, whatever you put your hands to today, shall it prosper in Jesus name. Amen. Peace. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.